What's up, guys? It's Davis, and we're back with episode two of our three-episode series on League of Legends. Uh, the first episode, we talked about the basic functions of the game, how uh, how you can improve as a player. Uh, it's just starting out things that you should know. Uh, we also talked about the map, you know, the champions, just the super basics of the game. This episode is going to be more focused on the esports scene of League of Legends and uh, how it works and how it's doing. i uh, got a lot to talk about, so let's get into it. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is the 2020 League of Legends World Championships, and we're going to be comparing the statistics of the 2017 League of Legends World Championships. So keep in mind, this game did release in 2009, and uh, even with that release date of 11 years ago, the game still grabs around 8 million players concurrently per day. So they have a very large player base considering the time that has passed since their game's release. But yeah, so let's jump into some of these statistics real quick. So at the 2017 League of Legends World Championship, the max concurrent viewership, so the max viewers that watched at one time, was 485,000 viewers, or 485.14 thousand viewers. Uh, so if we compare this to the 2020 World Championship, the most recent uh, one, uh, the peak viewership in the 2020 was 3.8 million. And so you can see the growth there just in a short time period of three years. I mean, that's, let's see, what was it from 2017? Almost five, 500,000. So yeah, we got, what, seven times that now with almost 4 million. So very, very, very drastic change in three years. Um, and it just shows how the game has continued to grow and just continue to develop even after all the time that's passed since its release. So the way that the League of Legends esports scene works is there is a bunch of different regions. So there's like the uh, North American region, which is the LCS. There's the European region, which is the LCS or LEC, sorry. And then, uh, I mean, there's all different regions, China, Korea, South America, Oceanic, all these divisions have their professional teams and they compete in their own splits with each other throughout the season. And then the top three teams from each of these divisions will go to the world championship to compete. Uh, these world championships have kind of varied um, in location. There's been, I think one or two in Korea, one or two in China. There's been two in LA. And so, I mean, they just kind of go around the world. I mean, it is the world championship and this is the world's biggest esports. So, I mean, you could, you could say that, uh, they're doing it the right way and they're, you know, producing the best content and everything like that. So a little bit more about the uh, actual teams from each region. All these teams uh, have their own organization. Obviously, a lot of them have their own YouTubes and just a uh, different variety of ways that they're able to offer content to their fans. Um, a lot of the players stream. A lot of the players uh, upload YouTube videos for help. And, uh, I think it's really cool how connected with the community that the esports industry is compared to the normal sports industry. Um, it's a lot easier to see what's going on behind the scenes with the esports and just know what these guys are doing uh, in their off time, you know, outside of their games. Uh, so that's one thing that I really, uh, really enjoy from the esports scene of League of Legends. One thing League of Legends has also done, which has really expanded their player base, especially for competitive League of Legends, is they've offered a college league. Um, and so the College League of Legends League is 
basically teams from around the United States. I'm not sure if there's any uh, college leagues for other other regions, but I know the North America has one. And uh, basically, universities in the United States and in uh, Canada can create a team and compete in the college league against other teams. Um, it's the same thing that I actually do here at UNCW for the Call of Duty, just in League of Legends. And this is really the starting point um, for League of Legends players that are looking to try to make a career out of it or try to become a professional. Uh, a lot of players start in either the College League or the Challengers League and uh, you know try to get a name for themselves. Even these leagues have great followings, uh, obviously not as big as the eSports just uh, for League of Legends, the low eSports is what it's called, uh, the overall you know, eSports for the professionals of League. But uh, the Challengers has a great following, and so does the College League. So, I mean, these are great options for new players, or not new players, but players that are looking to push themselves to be even better than they are and you know, try to make it to that professional stage. Another thing that I think is super cool about the uh, League of Legends esports community is since it is the biggest uh, followed esport in the world, the crowds that come with the game, well, I guess pre-COVID, because now that there's COVID around, I don't think you can <laughs> have gatherings like they used to. But uh, pre-COVID, the World Finals and the Invitational and just the MSI Invitational, all of these tournaments that League of Legends hosted that were the top-notch tournaments would just be packed with people. Like It literally looks like a normal basketball game or a normal football game or just something of that nature. It's really crazy to think about the following that they've developed and the fan base that they've developed because it truly is like a normal sport. Uh, I mean, for the 20, I can't remember what year it was, but the most recent uh, world championship that was held in LA was actually in the Staples Center and was completely sold out. And to me, that just blows my mind to think that you could sell, I'm actually about to look up, let's see, Staples Center seating number capacity. So the Staples Center seats 20,000 people. And just for me to sit there and think like, dang, 20,000 people came to watch these two teams play a video game against each other just really blows my mind. And it just shows that, you know, esports is something that needs to be taken seriously and that will be taken seriously within the coming years. And it just shows that it's it's on the way. And uh, you need to get into it get involved if you can because it's going to be crazy what happens and it's really going to be amazing just to see where this goes and where it uh, will take us in the gaming world. And so to wrap up this episode, I want to talk about one final thing. We're going to talk about one final person, really, a specific person. Uh, I'm sure if you're involved in League of Legends, you know this name, uh, but it's SKT Faker. Uh, Faker's been the best League of Legends player really for all of the game <laughs> he's been the most respected mid laner he's just been dominant has uh some of the most iconic plays ever recorded on in esports matches have been from him and uh, he's just a supernatural human at the game but um we're gonna talk about so faker his uh his actual net worth as of 2020 is four million dollars and um that's just crazy me sitting here looking at it uh to think that he was, you know, just a kid playing a video game and happened to be very good and uh, has been able to accomplish, you know, what he has and what he will continue to do. Um, it's just really crazy to think about. Uh, I mean, he is the highest earning esport athlete in the world. And um, 
you know, after he retires from esports, he plans on continuing his education and he, uh, he actually wants to be in education and teach people more about esports. So, I mean, I think that's really cool uh, from his standpoint to be able to be, you know, the guy he is and have, you know, the status that he does and to be able to go back after he finishes playing and uh, just try to expand, you know, what he's already built. Um, I think that's really cool. And I think he's, you know, pretty much found his calling. And so that's going to pretty much wrap up uh, episode two of esports of League of Legends. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you guys learned a little bit about it, a little bit more interested in the scene. It's a great scene to get involved in. And uh, even if you don't get involved in it, just to know about it, just so you know, you know, what the top scenes of esports are doing. And so that can kind of, that can kind of tell you the direction the esports is heading, because if it is the most pop or the most popular organization around, it will just continue to grow. And it will also be the standard that all these other organizations are trying to build to. So yeah, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode and hope you guys tune back in for episode three, which will be more on uh, specific champions in the game and how they work and things that you need to do in different lanes to improve your gameplay.